T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Just like that, final hour of the Bill Michaels Show. Time flies when you're having fun. Just talking with Evan Heffelfinger during the break. It's like, where did three hours go? Like, what? what wait, wait a minute. We're already in the final hour? It's crazy. I, I'm Radio Joe. I'm filling in for Bill today. He'll be back. Uh, Evan is on the other side of the glass. We're going to do uh, buy or sell here in just a second. So once again, I am going to uh, be put in the limelight here and find out if... Uh, if I can get through this, and I've been able to get through it the last couple times I've done it with Evan. Uh, so there's that. Uh, I've had a lot of good conversations today. I have spoken with Ross Tucker, our Radio.com NFL insider, Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, talked a little Bucks and some Brewers with Craig Kishon of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Uh, coming up here at the bottom of the hour, you will hear my conversation with Mike DeCourcy. I had a chance to catch up with him in the first hour, uh, talking bracketology, college hoops, some thoughts on the Wisconsin Badgers, and his praise for Greg Gard. That is all coming up. But if you missed anything on today's show, again, you can find it BillMichaelSports.com or on the free Radio.com app. All right, let's do it. In the world of sports, a lot of people say a lot of things. But does it pass the big unit test? Let's play buy or sell. I always love these fun NFL films beds that we do. Legendary. Evan Affelfinger, associate producer, running things on the other side of the glass. What do you got today for buy or sell, my friend? I know I said last time that I was going to take it easy on you, and then I gave you some ridiculously hard questions. Yeah, it's like, what, what the hell are you talking about? This time, <laughs> I think they actually are a little bit easier. All right, just, we'll see. I was going we'll to say that Monday morning spirit, and then I remembered it's Wednesday. And then just time has no meaning anymore. Hump day, man. It's yeah. hump day. Hump day. Yeah, get over the hump. Number one. For you, Radio Joe. Buy or sell. Currently, Chris Middleton is leading the Bucks at six assists per game. Buy or sell. Chris Middleton will lead the Bucks in assists at the end of the season. Ooh. Where did where did Giannis finish last year 
in assists. I don't know if you have that number in front of you. Like for the team? For, yeah, just like for the season on average, what average-wise? He had, I believe, 5.6 assists, which led the team. Eric Bledsoe was at 5.4, Chris Middleton 4.3. You know what? Um, see, Craig Sean and I were talking about this earlier, and – you know, we talked about ball movement. It has been, it has looked really good in these first seven games for the Bucks. I mean, everyone is sharing the basketball. Everyone is finding open shooters. They're hitting those shots. So those assist numbers are going to go up. I am going to sell, and here's why. There's so many guys that right now are able to share the basketball. And what I've seen from Drew Holiday has just been, just been really good. Whether again he's he's it's in transition and he's able to know where his shooters are on on the certain blocks on the court because again th- these guys all go to certain spots of where they need to be in different situations and Drew Holiday just knows that he's got really good instincts. Honestly, I think Drew Holiday is going to lead the team at the end of the year in assists, but like Chris Middleton could be right behind him. Like he should be able to average at least five dimes a game. And I, I'm very curious to see where Dante finishes at the end, end of the year in dimes. And I had, maybe I closed this tab already. I had his, I had Dante's numbers up. He's at 2.4 currently. Yeah. So again, but he had, what, nine assists or something crazy on, in that last on, game? Yeah, on Monday against the Pistons. Yeah. He, he didn't shoot well, but he was facilitating very well. Right, and that's fine too. Like, okay, you're not hitting your shots, but if you're finding other open guys and they're in the shots, then who cares? Who cares? So, I think Dante's numbers could go up. Like, if Dante found a way to average four assists a game, I think that's a pretty big deal, too. So, I'm just very encouraged right now. Very encouraged by what I've seen from the Bucks from an offensive standpoint. Um, and I expect that to continue. But I will sell on that, Evan Heffelfinger, that it, it will be Drew Holiday at the end of the year and not Chris Middleton. Bye. Or sell. You know, I always like to follow up on these. My favorite thing, if I don't get to watch a game, the first thing I check is the assist to turnover ratio. Mm-hmm. The Bucks last year, I mean, they were great with turnovers. This year, not so great, but they're fifth in the league at team assists, which I'm a very big fan of. So who knows? Who knows what could happen with that? Who knows? Radio Joe, buy or sell. If the MLB season started today, the Brewers would have a shot at the NL Central title. Yeah, I. But this is assuming that no teams make any changes. Well, it just if the season were if to it start today, start today with the rosters that are currently there across yeah. the division. You know what, guys? I am gonna buy that again. I, I keep talking about the rotation. This starting rotation, we know what Brandon Woodruff is. We saw what Corbin Burns put together last year, and I still firmly believe that Adrian Hauser could be just as good as those other two guys. Like that, there is so much ceiling and so much potential for how dominant the starting rotation alone could be for the Milwaukee Brewers, and that bodes well when you're going up against all your NL Central foes. Isn't that refreshing to say when talking about the Brewers that their pitching staff of all is going to carry them? Yeah. My, my whole lifetime has been crap pitching. You've never been able to develop pitching. You've had the occasional Ben Sheets or Giovanni Gallardo, but that's it. You haven't been able to develop consistent homegrown pitching. You have more Glendon rushes than you do a Giovanni Gallardo. Oh, my goodness.
was. Jeff Supon, I don't even want to go there. I can, I can, hey, he pitched great, though. Uh, yeah, he always pitches great. Come on, it's it's Jeff Supon. Um, no, I honestly, Evan, I would buy that. Like, if the season started today, based on what is on paper right now with all these teams, I would say, why the hell not? I, I, I would certainly say, why the hell not? And especially... This past season, we kept talking about over and over how tight the NL Central was going to be then, and it ended up being pretty tight all the way to the end. I mean, the Brewers, they got in, and they were what? They ended up being five games out of first place from the Cubs? Something like that. Something it was pretty like close. And, and again, and they were the fourth team in the division. I just think, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that. I'm, I'm certainly going to buy that. Buy or sell. But the, let just let it be known, they need to find help at the corner infield spots. Like, they need to find help. Well, people forget, hashtag people forget, that Daniel Vogelbach can play first base. And he probably will. Well, and we do we still know about the DH if that's happening? No. Unbelievable. Rob, Rob Manfred is so good at his job. They're just, they are... Oh my Let's move away from baseball and our, our okay. very good friend Rob Manfred... Uh, buy or sell for you, Joe. The Packers are in a much better position to take on the Buccaneers now than they were earlier in the season. Yeah, I'm buying that by a mile. And again, they're coming to Lambeau. Now, Tom Brady's used to the cold weather. That was a good point from Ross Tucker when I talked to him earlier. But all these other dudes, some of these dudes have been playing in Tampa for a while. And they haven't played much of the Green Bay Packers up at Lambeau Field. They haven't. Now I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the temperature is going to be in Washington. Washington D.C. is a very interesting city because yeah, it is further north, but it tends to be warmer there. Like I've been to Washington D.C. in February where it's in the 60s. Like D.C. is a very weird area. It's like it's the when when they when our founding fathers when they finally decided to make Washington D.C. the capital of our country. I mean. They put it in a swamp. That's what D.C. is. It's really swampland. So it tends to be more humid and warmer every year. So I don't even know what, what the... Looking at uh, 42 degrees is a high, 28 is a low, partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain, uh, north-northwest winds at 9 mile an hour. Okay. But that's not that's not true Green Bay cold. No. It's not. It's just not. So... We'll see how they fare in that game. I fully expect the Buccaneers to win. I don't expect Washington to win, but Washington's got a good defense, so that needs to be respected. Here's my one fear. And again, this just goes by history. Like last year, you saw what the 49ers did to the Packers in in the regular season. How much of a like how much that game was over so early. And then history repeated itself. I didn't think when I was there in San Francisco, I didn't think history was gonna repeat itself. I actually thought the Packers were gonna win that game. I did. And I was so mistaken. Like the 49ers were just so much better. And that's that's the one thing it's like I don't want to buy into that again with Tampa Bay. Like, yeah, Tampa Bay is playing better, but they've had flaws this season. Like they're not San Francisco of last year. They're not. So, at the end of the day, as I play all this in my mind, no, Evan, I'm going to buy it that this is going to be a completely different matchup if that's what it ends up to be, and I still believe the Packers are the favorites at Lambeau against Tom Brady and company. 
buy or sell. My biggest fear is that they're coming off of a bye week. They are 0 and 2 when coming off of a bye week, I believe, under the floor. Oh no, 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 one and two. Well, because last year they lost to the 49ers off the bye week. No, no, yeah, they, they did. no, they played Seattle. The in pe- the regular season. Yeah, in the regular. Okay. Right. Then, then their one win was against the Seahawks, and then this year. <laughs> They lost to the Buccaneers coming off the bye week. Sure. So just bye weeks scare me in general. Uh, okay. All but right. Number four for you. Kevin King will be in a Packers uniform next season. Sell. No, I don't think the Packers pay him. I just don't. I know you You still feel like Kevin King could come back at a cheap deal. But yeah, cheap, cheap. I, I, Evan, I just don't see it. I think there are teams in the NFL right now that have money to spend and – I think they're willing to take a chance on Kevin King. Now, we we just learned, what, two weeks ago? Not even two weeks. Mike Lemons reported on this show. He said that we found out from the DB coach that Kevin King had surgery this offseason on his groin. That was never reported this year. Right. We found this out two weeks ago. So this dude, is he, he is trying to overcome a groin injury. He... I, well, that's always been his problem is if he's a very Staying talented healthy. guy, but can he stay on the field? But I think a team is willing to take a chance on him and pay him something, something that will be just enough that is not going to interest Brian Gutekunst. I, I just I don't think he comes back. Also considering if you want to keep Aaron Jones and find a way to keep Corey Lindsley, you're not paying Kevin King. Don't see how that's possible. And then you got to think about the future. A year from now, two years from now, other players you're going to pay, including Jair Alexander. Devontae. Devontae again? Right. So I just think unless there is a super cheap deal to be had, like a one-year deal, I, I I don't think Kevin King comes back. I think there's a team out there that will take a chance on him. I will. And again, you've seen the good and the bad with Kevin King this year, but... It also appears that he has been a step slow, and I think that's because of the the groin injury he's been dealing with and the surgery he had. Buy or sell. Last one for you. Okay. One of the Bears, Rams, or football team will upset this week. I buy that. And I'll tell you which one. No, it's not going to be the Bears. I think the Rams could knock off the Seahawks. I, I, I think I could see that. Now, again... It all depends on who the starting quarterback is in that game. If it's going to be John Wolford or Jared Goff. Certainly, if Jared Goff is the QB, that will make things even better with the Rams and their chances. But I don't know. Seattle. Seattle's a weird team to me. And I think it's just because I've been watching a lot of Russell Wilson this year. And he's just, he hasn't been the same quarterback. Their defense has been playing better. The defense was their biggest weakness. Like, their defense was giving up all of this yardage week in and week out, but they've actually they've played better. They've been more stout. Russell Wilson, though, I don't really know what his deal has been lately. He's so good eight games out of the year, yeah. every year. And people wonder why he never gets an MVP vote. I love Russell Wilson, but he is great for half the season, and then the other half is just unremarkable. Look, the NFL playoffs is always crazy, especially this year where you got six games going on. No, I'm going to buy that. And if I'm picking one team, I think it's the Rams. I think the Rams could 
just surprise the hell out of everyone and beat the Seahawks, which then would mean that the Rams are coming to Lambeau, which that should be interesting. All right, that is buy or sell. Not bad, Evan, but I still had to think my way through a couple of them. So it, I did better than I usually do. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was well, easy. Well, unless you want it to be easy. I feel like this should be a, a brain teaser segment for you. Yeah, I, I didn't see these beforehand, so I, I don't know. But I, my brain was teased a little bit. I had to think my way through it. Thank you, Evan. Always appreciate it. Coming up on the other side, uh, we'll share some more stuff from Aaron Rodgers' conversation with Pat McAfee and A.J. Hawk yesterday. That is coming up straight ahead. That's Evan Applefinger. I'm Radio Joe. More of The Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This portion of The Bill Michael Show brought to you by the Wisconsin Biofuels Association. And just like that, it's holiday season. And no matter how you like to celebrate, remember the farmers and the refinery workers right here in our own backyard. You can choose unleaded 88 at the pump for your car if it's newer than 2001 or choose E85 for your flex fuel vehicle. I use it. I encourage everybody to do the same. You can reduce the amount of petroleum in your gas, replacing it with renewable corn ethanol. Increased demand for ethanol in our gasoline helps all of the workers right here in our state. And they work hard every day to produce the product for you locally, right here in our own backyard. So for all of you kind of in my universe, so to speak, give E85 a shot if you got a flex fuel vehicle. Or unleaded 88 if you have a car or a truck newer than 2001. And for all the information and to dispel all the myths... Go to abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org. Don't miss this chance to be an advocate for the Wisconsin farmers and workers. Learn more at abetterfuel.org. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. It's a Bill Michaels show. Thanks for listening, Wisconsin. Radio Joe Zenzola with you. Bill's off today. Evan Heffelfinger, other side of the glass, producing the show. We're holding down the fort. Thanks for listening. So I wanted to share a couple more um, snippets from Aaron Rodgers because, you know, it's always it's always interesting to hear what he has to say on the Pat McAfee show because this is as loose as loose gets for Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, he's he chills out on his on his back patio when he does these things. And um, you know, one thing he talked about, and this was something he said a few years ago, as he was starting to get older, he really wanted to change his diet. Like, remember, he he was he made that himself perfectly clear a few years ago. He says, look, if I want to be in this league for a very long time, I got to change my diet. And he ended up losing some weight because of it, and he has been able to stay true to that. Keep in mind, this is a guy that lives in Wisconsin during the football season. He has beer and cheese curds and all kinds of ice cream and custard, custard, ice cream, whatever. This is all getting thrown into his face. I don't think Rogers actually has had a beer in a long time. He's a scotch guy. He's, he's different. He likes scotch. But either way, he is subjected to a lot of fattening food that this state produces. So again, he talks about his diet with Pat McAfee. This was really interesting. Take a listen to this. Did you change anything in your body, like dieting or anything like that? Or is this just strictly you think 
with the way you've approached it from, you know, the power lifting with the squats on your back and the uh, no OTAs and, and the force throwing. Has there been any other changes you've made? Power lift, yeah. Shout out. Shout out, dude. <laughs> Just lift. <laughs> no, I think and the, the great people of Wisconsin don't like hearing this a lot, but I say because the truth, uh, you know, cutting gluten and probably most importantly for me and my own blood type, dairy out of my diet has really made a difference in my body it's it's just changed the way my joints respond um it's changed the way my skin and body responds i don't feel bloated all the time i don't feel uh kind of slow and foggy um and there were things that i tried to use as control factors over the years to figure out what exactly were the few things that uh affected my body the most and cutting out gluten and dairy has been a big part of, I think, uh, having less inflammation in my body, less inflammation, you know, you're going to be healthier, and I just haven't had the joint issues that I've had in years past. Now, I haven't taken as many shots as well. I've only, you know, sacked 20 times this year, which was a low for uh, for me for my career, which I'm very thankful for. But the diet part has been uh, – has been a big part of it too. Did you have to give blood for that? That's what that one where you have to give blood, and then they give you a whole diagnosis, and they're like, "Well, you your body reacts great to wheat and uh, to the hay and to the meats, but I'll tell you what, dairy is going to be tough in Wisconsin. Dairy is a problem. Is that how that whole thing played out? And how long ago did that happen for you? Yeah, that was about verbatim how it happened. Right <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. Uh, no, I haven't actually done the official blood test yet. I just have done. Um, so. different types of diets over the years and and figuring out what those control variables are. And for me, when I would cut out dairy for long periods of time, I felt way better. When I would cut out gluten, I felt uh, way more energetic and less sluggish. And I think it's something that a lot of people should, uh, should look into. It's so true, though. Like, it's kind of obvious. Like, dairy have a lot of I'm look I'm no doctor but I think it's pretty obvious the more dairy you have the more sluggish you're probably going to get and you're probably going to put on a pound or two or maybe more and that's the thing I mean we could all take a note out of Roger's book when it comes to his diet I know I can I eat a little too much dairy and that's just my issue so I got to work on that I'm also in radio and like Bill you know we sit here every day and just talk in front of a microphone uh, but it's more than that. But there's not much exercise that goes into it. So we got to find ways to try and diet better. And that's really cool that Aaron Rodgers continues to stick with that. And again, it also helps that he has an offensive line that has done an amazing job this year protecting him. And hopefully that continues. Because if you can continue to do that, even without David Bakhtiari, that is just unbelievable. Something to keep an eye on. The other thing, and I was thinking about this when this guy was making an impression against the Chicago Bears, but, you know, Dominique Daphne, 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 he made the headlines. Um, And it kind of reminded me of another guy that was just all of a sudden, like, came out of nowhere and was doing the little things um, a few years back. Remember Spencer Havener? Dominique Daphne kind of is kind of like the Spencer Havener of this year's Green Bay Packers team. And, you know, the Packers have already had to go through a couple of uh, fullbacks due to injury. So Aaron Rodgers talks about Dominique Daphne. Take a listen. I was just, Aaron, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm curious. Given the guys from Iowa, who are, the state of Iowa, who are undrafted and how well they've played, what is it about those guys? And do you think there's <laughs> any way 
a fat, out-of-shape guy like me could maybe sneak out of the practice squad next year, line up in the slot, maybe catch a tutter from you at some point. Also, maybe this year, get him a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. yeah. Get him on the practice squad. Either. Wait, get owners a- don't get a ring? It's going to be tough with the Packers. I think, yeah, we can figure something out for sure. You know, it's it's those guys like Brian Balaga, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Those guys like you see the mentality that they have. You know, whether you're playing at Iowa, Iowa State, or Indiana State, or any small school in the Midwest, there's a there's a different type of mentality. You know what I mean? And uh, we seem to attract some of those guys. I'm not calling you know Iowa State or Iowa a small school, but there's some you know there's some small schools that we've uh, acquired some players from in the Midwest. Uh, you know, guys have had the nice careers for us. I am really happy for Daphne. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, nobody knew who he was a few weeks ago. Also, do you know earlier in the year you you made fun of the number forty nine, which everybody in the NFL knows. Like if somebody has the number forty nine, or, or I forget what number you said, but you said an obscure number, and here we are. Last game of the season, you're throwing a touchdown to that number, Daphne. And then, by the way, your celebration with him seems so genuine. I was like, oh, boy. Like, you were so genuinely happy for him. That was a cool moment with old Daph. Me. It was, yeah, it was really cool. You know, I looked uh, I looked right on the play. I adjusted the play at the line. I looked right, and he, uh, yeah, I thought he was going to wrap around uh, Trevathan on the play. And he kind of did this weird, like, stutter step and went inside and then on top of 55 on the backside. It, was, it actually worked out perfect. Um, but I was, uh, I was pretty, pretty happy for him. You know, he's, he's made so many damn plays in practice. I mean, he really has been incredible. Um, and you're just watching him going, no, should we, we actually need to get this guy involved in what we're doing. And he's going to get a few more plays. Last week he made his first catch and, I'm really happy for him. Another great story. Another feel-good story from uh, Aaron Rodgers talking about Dominique Daphne. And keep in mind, Aaron Rodgers came from an even smaller college. I mean, he played at Butte Community College before he transferred over to Cal. So Aaron understands the small school mentality for a lot of these guys. I mean, it 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 is again. And and when you're a, when you're a kid like Dominique Daphne. On the receiving end of a touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers, man, talk about a shot in the arm making you feel good, and then having that dude celebrating with you, man, that is just that is really cool. I'm ready to go, Joe Zenzola. By the way, uh, tomorrow on the show, AJ Hawk, who is uh, with Pat McAfee, and you know AJ Hawk very well, the former Packer linebacker, he will be joining us on the show tomorrow as we continue to reminisce a little bit from the 10 year anniversary of when the Packers won the Super Bowl. And I just cannot believe it's been 10 years now, but that's where we're at. We'll talk with A.J. Hawk coming up tomorrow on the show, so stay tuned for that. On the other side, you'll hear my conversation with Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News, Big Ten Network, Fox Sports. That is all coming up next here on The Bill Michael Show. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical Center. The holidays are here. Gift-getting, holiday parties, traveling. With all the holiday fun, it may take the energy out of you. And if you're sluggish or foggy or moody, everybody's going to call you the Grinch. You don't want that. No, it could be low T or low testosterone. My friends at Newmel Medical Center, they can help you out just like they helped me. And you're going to have plenty of energy to enjoy all that the holidays have to offer. And when it comes to gift giving, what better gift can you give your partner than a healthy love life? 
The medical experts at New Mail Medical Center have a 98% success rate of treating guys with ED without the nasty side effects. And I know there's a lot of great food over the holidays, but you don't have to put on weight. As a matter of fact, you can take it off and jumpstart the new year for a new you. Call the medical experts at New Mail Medical Center, 414-455-4451. Locations in Milwaukee, Green Bay, all over, 414-455-4451. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline from Sporting News, analyst on the Big Ten Network, bracketology with Fox Sports. He does it all. Mike DeCourcy joining us. Mike, what's going on? How are you today? I'm doing well. So tell me, I mean, this is, I can't remember a Big Ten that was this competitive and just so many talented teams from top to bottom, Mike. Can you remember anything like this? Yeah, last year. <laughs> I mean, I think this is better in, in several ways, but let's not forget that when, when the season shut down on that uh, fateful Thursday in March, my final bracket for Fox was was published that day, and I had ten teams from the Big Ten in it. And I and when I was doing those brackets uh, through the course of last season, I I was considering twelve different Big Ten teams. So how is this season different? Well, first of all, now I'm considering thirteen out of fourteen. Oof. That's one way it, that it's different. And the second way it's different is that the teams at the top of the league that are either there or we expect to be there, obviously the Badgers, uh, Iowa, Illinois, maybe Michigan State, uh, Rutgers, those teams are all more powerful, more dangerous, uh, more more highly regarded as well by the committee. Uh, When we had that circumstance with, 12 teams possible and 10 ultimately likely to get in if there had been a tournament. Uh, the, the, the last thing the committee said publicly was their pre-bracket thing that they do in mid-February. And as I recall, I believe there wasn't anyone on that bracket that was higher than a four seed. Uh, maybe there was a three, but there was no one on the one or two lines from the Big Ten. And this year... Uh, you're getting, you're getting, I, I mean, my bracket right now had, I believe, two Big Ten teams on the two line, and I was yelled at for not having enough. Uh, I was yelled at for having Illinois on the three line and Rutgers on the four line and that sort of thing. Uh, 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 Michigan on the three line, I believe. Uh, I, I was yelled at for not having them rated high enough. Uh, and so uh, I, I, that's, that's a great position for the league to be in. I, I think it's uh, this this could become the best season in the league's history. Well, and that's the other thing, too. I mean, as we co- continue to go along here, these top 25 Big Ten teams are going to continue to beat up on each other. It's just going to continue to go on and on and on, and we're going to see, I think, a few different Big Ten teams continue to change hands when it comes to the top 25 and even the top 10. I mean, the Badgers were there for a second, and now you got Iowa. Like, it just it continues to fluctuate. So then again, when you're trying to figure out the brackets and these top 25 teams keep beating up on each other, does that help them in their seeding or does that hurt them in their seeding? Well, I think once you establish 
uh, you know, I, the, the analogy I've always used to try to, to, to sort of simplify what, how this works is that I, I, I've always said that pre-conference games are like establishing your currency. Like what is a Big Ten win worth? Like as is what the dollar worth versus the euro or the British pound or whatever. Right. So what's a Big Ten wor- win worth versus what an SEC win is worth versus what a Pac-12 win is worth? And the Big Ten's pre-conference performance was successful enough that the that a Big Ten win all the almost all the way to the very bottom is worth a ton. Uh, so you're going to lose some. Your champion, last year's champion, uh, the tri-champions, uh, Michigan State, Maryland, and the Badgers, were 14-6. and six. Wouldn't surprise me at all if, if even given the, the strength of Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, et cetera, even given their individual strength, it wouldn't surprise me at all if we're back in that same pl- neighborhood for the champion uh, to have five losses or six losses. And so that so that's that's a little bit punitive that other leagues won't contend with. I don't think that Baylor or it, it, winning the uh, the Big Twelve is going to wind up with uh, with five losses or four losses. Uh, I, they play a shorter schedule. They play eight teams. I don't think they'll end up with four losses. Uh, I don't think Gonzaga will end up with any losses, uh, more than likely. Uh, and so it, it, it's going to look maybe a little less attractive in the straight numbers, but when you look at the core numbers that the committee looks at, the, the, your, your quad one and your quad two wins uh, relative to the net rankings, what is quad one and quad two? It, it's basically how you perform against the most difficult games. And the most difficult games are those played on the road against anything from a good team to a great team or at home against mostly great teams. Basically, that's the simplification. And so you'll get a ton in the Big Ten of road games against good teams and, and as well as great teams, and you'll get a significant number of home games against great teams. So it's, it, 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 it helps you in that sense, and, it, and I think it will because we, we're at this point now with the strength of the league so high at the top, I think that you'll see that, that depth valued more for Michigan or Illinois or the Badgers or whoever ends up on top. We're talking with Mike DeCourcy, college basketball analyst for the Big Ten Network and obviously does bracketology for Fox Sports, also writes for the Sporting News here on the Bill Michaels Show. Um, let's talk about the Badgers. I, I mean, they, they had a lot of hype going into this year, and rightly so. I mean, it is too bad that we were not able to see these guys compete in the NCAA tournament because it would have been just so much fun to see if they could really go on a run and get into the Final Four. Um, your thoughts on what you've seen from this year's Badgers team so far? I think one of the things that's most promising about this season so far is that I don't think they're there yet. I don't think they have fully incorporated the combination of Nate Reavers and Micah Potter when they played together. I don't think there's the, uh, I don't think they have yet the ideal chemistry, the ideal role definition that the two of them ultimately, I believe, I'm certain, will will acquire uh, between them. I mean, Trice and uh, and and Davison have played together as a backcourt for 
three solid years now. Those guys know how to play together, right. both ends. They know what to do. And, and each of them has moments when maybe their shot's a little not where they want to be. But, I mean, in general, each of them is shooting above 43% from three. So that's not a problem. Uh, I, I, I think Nate Reavers averaging 10 points a game is an, is an indication that he isn't quite comfortable. And they remember, they didn't play he and Potter together a ton at the end of last year no. uh, when Micah became eligible. It was mostly either or. And at, at occasion, certain opponents, that sort of thing, they play together. Now they're playing together. And I, I think together they're going to be an absolutely dynamite combination. But I don't think they're quite there yet, which is one of the reasons why I think Badgers fans should be excited because – uh, there's there's real possibility for growth. And with a team so experienced, it would be easy for that not to be the case. I mean, they're already, they're all, they've already played so much basketball together and so much basketball individually that it could be easy for them to be relatively uh, basically stagnant. And stagnant at a really high level, but nowhere to go. But I think this team has several steps ahead of it that could improve. Yeah, and that is really encouraging. That's Mike DeCourcy, part of my conversation with him from earlier in the show. Does great work for Fox Sports, Big Ten Network, and the Sporting News. You can check out all of his stuff there or follow him on Twitter at TSN. Mike, that's where he has it as well, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Uh and there was more we talked about in that conversation. We talked about Greg Gard. We talked about the NCAA tournament being hosted in Indiana and whether he has, uh, if he's skeptical or if they actually have a really good blueprint for making that work coming up in March. All of that can be found again at BillMichaelSports.com. Radio Joe with you, filling in for Bill today. We will wrap things up on the other side next on The Bill Michael Show. You're listening to The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers staff is back at work today after taking yesterday off. Matt LaFleur on what's the to-do list for the rest of this week and if they'll be scouting the Buccaneers, Washington, the Seahawks, or other NFC teams in the playoffs. We will spend a little bit of time on each team but you know I think this week's a really good opportunity to kind of recharge the battery it's been a long season it's been a long time since we've had a bye week so I do want the guys to take care of themselves not only our our players obviously but our coaches as well and kind of get recharged and ready to go uh, hopefully here on a nice run and Leroy Butler's been named a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton for a second consecutive year Bobby Bowden was Butler's coach at FSU and was asked if he was surprised when the Packers moved Butler from cornerback to safety. Well, you know, I felt like they knew what they were doing. They know what they're doing. And I think that happens a lot. You see a player, you see a player that can play both. He's good enough to play corner, he's good enough to play safety. And this takes different skills. But he happened to have all of them, you know. Put him wherever you would need a good player. Put him in there. And I, I knew they, they know what they're doing. They got it done right. That's former FSU head coach Bobby Bowden in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. On tomorrow's show, we will be talking with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, PackersNews.com, getting the latest from Green Bay. 
And uh, guess who talked today up in Green Bay? Mike Pettin. So we will hear a little bit from Mike Pettin on tomorrow's show. Also, A.J. Hawk, the Packer linebacker, Super Bowl champion. He will be joining us as well. And, of course, as part of the Pat McAfee podcast, uh, talking with Aaron Rodgers yesterday. A.J. will join us tomorrow on the show as well. Got a really loaded show. Solomon Wilcotts of Pro Football Focus will also join us. So a lot of good stuff tomorrow, a lot of good stuff on Friday as we continue to get you through the week here on the Bill Michaels Show. And, again, I just cannot say enough congratulations to our very own Leroy Butler, good friend of mine. I mean, it is just really cool to see him as a finalist again for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I just I, – I really believe in the heart, my heart, that Leroy – will be a Hall of Famer at some point, and it would be pretty wild if he got in this year, um, especially with the class of guys, the finalists that are involved in this list. I mean, think about it. Jared Allen, Rondé Barber, Tony Baselli, Leroy, Alan Fanica, Torrey Holt, Calvin Johnson, John Lynch, Peyton Manning, Clay Matthews Jr., Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Zach Thomas, Reggie Wayne, and another former Packer, Charles Woodson. That is an incredible list. So we'll see. I, I do think Leroy gets in at some point. There's just there's just no doubt in my mind. But this year's class, it is a very competitive group. And if there's anything that would upset me about this, like if Leroy doesn't get in and John Lynch gets in over him, uh, I will not be a happy camper, and I'm sure many of you will not be happy campers because we all know Leroy Butler was better than John Lynch. I mean, everyone just loves John Lynch these days. Well, sorry, Leroy Butler was the better player. So we shall see, and we will find out in about a month or so. Thanks again for listening today. Again, all of our conversations that we've had with Mike DeCourcy, Ross Tucker, Tom Silverstein, Craig Kashan, all those guys join me today. You can find them at BillMichaelSports.com. For Evan Heffelfinger on the other side of the glass, I'm Radio Joe Zenzola filling in for Bill today. Thanks again for listening, Wisconsin, and we will talk to you same time, same place tomorrow here on The Bill Michael Show. Have a good one. See ya. Sports Talk Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.